0: Oh, is it that? um, Is it part eight already? Yes, I think it is. Okay, here we go. James here. This is Eurofolk Radio. Bloodlines on the first day of November 2020, with the big election coming up uh, Tuesday. Well, you all know my opinion. It doesn't matter who wins. Uh, the the deep state, i.e., I- the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, control both parties, and uh, nothing much will change. It's the only difference is that the Democrats. Degenerate the country faster than the Republicans. That's about the only difference. Welcome, Michael. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing uh, very good, Eli. Or we are swimming into in the lies right now. Yeah, so you, yeah. you, right. you feel the. You cannot even put on. Uh, I don't know anything, and you hear the lies. just pouring out. It's and like. And then I, I don't know about you, but I'm sure it's the same for you. But when you hear those lies, your spirit. It is like it is an uproar. You. I don't know why doesn't people feel this? Are their spirits so dead? It must be so dead in them that yeah. they can listen to those lies. I can't believe it because when I hear when I hear the truth um, about our people and um, you know the fraud, the, the hopes of right? COVID, I get rejoiced yeah. in my soul because I feel ah that's exactly how I felt.
0: Yes, amen. Uh, the, the lies are like a virus for the soul, <laughs> right? They make us feel sick. And that's what we're. By the way, uh, I'm trying to decide you know, this era that we're living in. I, I'm trying to decide whether to call it hoax time or sick time. <laughs> maybe, maybe, well, it's, it's kind of both, isn't it? We're, we're all being uh, told that we're sick. But it's all a hoax, so it could be hoax time, sick time, and I, I hate these time changes. You, you guys uh, changed back, set your clocks back uh, a week ago. It just messes everything up, and uh, it gave me time to have breakfast, <laughs> which I wouldn't have had otherwise, so I got ready for the show, and uh, it's part seven today, folks, on the series of the uh, Israelite origin of the Scandinavians, okay, so I'll put the link into the chat room real quick fantastic article by uh, Mikkel Kraga. i think he's a dane if i'm not mistaken and uh, uh we we'll, we'll just go ahead cuz uh the there's so m- <laughs> yeah right <laughs> hoax sick time right we're, we're sick of hoaxes so call it what you will absolutely sick, sick of sick, hoax- 666 six hoaxes there you go all right so uh michael just let's go right into it today we're covering the dolmens it's about halfway yeah. through the article,
1: and one of the one of my just a comment for this, but the hoax time this they want to say that sick we we are not sick. That's the problem. We shouldn't act as if 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 we are sick if we are not. So this is that they they want people to believe that, but the other stuff. I would like also to focus on when we say this is not that is not the important. The important is that they will usher in their world order with this. That is what I feel. They want to topple the economy for the whole world and restart it. That is their main yes. main agenda so yeah, they can we, get in, you know, mark yeah, of the beast. And that is, that is their goal with oh, yeah. this. I think it's very close also that it will come. That is the, so I think it's very important to know that I'm, I'm doubtful. Do, will you have an election or what will happen? Oh so, yeah, we're going to have an election
0: Tuesday, but as far as I'm concerned, it's meaningless. You know, the, the, the Rothschilds control both parties and uh, whoever wins will simply continue to do their will. So, uh, you know, Trump, in his first term, had to go through the motions of uh, serving or making conservatives happy and patriots happy. Okay, So it remains to be seen if Trump is all in for patriotism or all in for globalism, I suspect the latter. We'll find out very quickly. Uh, back to you. Yeah,
1: I, I believe that as well. I, I don't believe in politics because politics is putting something in front of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that's why I don't really. That's He is the one. He is the King we should have. And, and if there doesn't uh, attribute any glory to to Him, well, then they are antichrist. And I haven't heard it he does that. Maybe do it just for a I don't know for a show or something to doing uh doing a good show. But uh, mm-hmm. I. Of all the money he has gained and everything, well, of course he has been in the bed with with the with the you know, Jews, of course
0: yes so he's surrounded by them <laughs> yes okay
1: let's get started. I just wanted to point that mm-hmm. I think it's very important so he doesn 't lose the focus. Is Covid ho- just uh, that's their hoax, but that's their their what do you say their excuse to bring in all this th- tyranny in that is what i believe that's that's their oh, their end's sure. and that will happen to, i guess we will that is not far away and it's also said that um in um that we should pray that we don 't have to what do you say flee our flee haven't been to be done during the winter time well, I believe that they won't try to just do this this Put in this system during this coming, maybe this coming winter. So they mm-hmm. they won't. They have, of course, read our scriptures, and then they want to make it as, uh, yeah, they. That's what I believe.
0: Yes, well, uh, they they have agents listening to our shows as well, and uh, you know, monitoring how how big a reach we have in. in uh, counteracting their propaganda you know and obviously we don't have that big a reach however there is a growing movement around the world uh, against hoax time against the coronavirus hoax etc cetera, etc cetera, and that's growing uh, consistently so and their solution is to because the economy has collapsed the federal reserve note several uh, countries and, and most investors around the world no longer Uh, support the federal reserve note so they had to create this hoax as an excuse to put in their digital currency right and they're going to use a digital tattoo (laughs) right the nanobot tattoo with the luciferase uh, lighting mechanism so when you go to your scanner and they can put this on your forehead or on the back of your hand when the scanner uh, reads your your uh, tattoo the luciferase enzyme will light up that's proof that you've gotten the tattoo okay so i think there is a way around there's always a way around their schemes okay i'm sure you can have a luciferase tattoo without getting the actual injection right so i'm going to start working on that right now michael (laughs) i'll make a fortune selling those fake tattoos back to you yeah yeah but,
1: and um, oh yeah I think that's a good uh, that's, but yes I just I think that just important that it doesn't lose the focus on on this and also warn about this mark of the beast and lose time that uh, so we uh, doesn't make people believe that his COVID is just I guess just the reason but okay now yes. I'm digressing so maybe we should then go into the article for today that is about the dolmens where we left off last time yes Okay, so let's start up. Uh, so when we sing Denmark's Fatherland song, our national anthem, we sing. And look here also, Fatherland yes. song. They have those words, Fatherland. They, uh-huh. There's something also very, I guess, in our nations to ha- call it the Fatherland, and also what the German calls it, the Fatherland. Yes. And that is where our fathers, has, where, where they have founded their nations, I guess this is also something that they want to call white supremacy, to call something the Fatherland.
0: Right, right.
1: And you had the same the same in, in America as well. Uh, okay, uh, there sat in ancient days the armor glad giants rested from battle. Then they went out to the injury of the enemies. Now their bones are resting behind the men here on the hill. And this is okay. from Adam U uh, Lenser Dad land. there is a lovely country. And that is verse two.
0: Okay,
1: okay. so what
0: is what is a men here? M E N H I R. will have to look that let,
1: up. Men, yeah, behind the men here on the on the hill. Yeah, I don't know. It's an English it's an English word. So I don't know what it could could be behind <laughs> the men
0: on the hill. Okay, a men here is a well. It's not a dolmen. It's a obelisk, a, a stone monument. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've stone never monument,
1: heard that stone monument, the dolmens, I guess. On yeah. the first, first, pictures in the article, we see the example of a dolmen, just a raised stone. That's what we should raise. We shouldn't raise any obelisk and stuff like right. that. It's man-made. It's just take a stone.
0: Right. Yeah. So the correct term is monolith. That uh, uh, men here means monolith. Okay. So a big stone, standing stone. Back to you. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a dolmen to me. Uh, okay. Let's continue. Okay,
1: Uh, Our dolmens are dear to our hearts and Denmark is even the one country in the world which has the largest number of them, 5,000. Otherwise, they are primarily found in in southern Sweden, northern Germany, the British Isles, France, Spain, Portugal and one other place, the promised Canaan land. In Palestine and especially east of the Jordan River and in the Uh, Golan Heights, where the tribe of Dan lived, are still to be found more than 20,000 different stone monuments. And many of them are dolmens identical with those scattered all over Denmark. So, Eli, this is very interesting. So, how could someone argue that, that the Israelites are that everybody can be an Israelite, when you read those signs, when you read those about the dolmens that you found in the, in the promised land and in Denmark, then it must be an exclusive among our people. How can you then start to argue that, well, um, uh, the Judites are uh, the Jews and the dispersion is the rest of us? Uh, how can you even argue that when you, when you see those testimony of our people? I can't get that into my yeah. mind.
0: Yeah, our people set up dolmens, the Jews set up banks. Everywhere, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> okay. that's their side. That's the difference. <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: yeah and they're they not and those dolmens, aren't they? Also, some kind of uh, for the seafarers and the travelers to know that they are on the correct path and they're on a path on on I don't know is that that or something?
0: Well, that's interesting because uh, there still exists one of these standing stones on the uh, Arabian side of the Red Sea where Moses and the Israelites crossed over, that that dolmen is still there, okay? But the one on the uh, Egyptian side somehow got uh, damaged or removed. I'm not, I'm not sure which, but there was one on the e- Egyptian side as well. So wherever our people went, the real Israelites, they set up standing stone monuments. You know, I, I believe Stonehenge is one of those as well because our people also set up stone calendars, Okay, where you can see the rising sun and on and the equinoxes and the, and the solstices, those, those uh, Stonehenge and the other henges around the world are probably Israelite or, in some cases, pre-Israelite or Adamic monuments uh, for calculating the calendar every year. Back to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this this is more signs of where our people are and who they are. This is more, I guess, historical facts, more historical records of our bad bears for our people and can this also be one of the examples where the stone is crying out about us because um, <laughs> that is what, what it's doing now I guess.
0: Yep, the stones cry out it's, it's a reference to uh, archaeology
1: Yes and this is also how, how, and that's for me people that still argue that this spiritual is right or or you know all this Judea, I can't understand because they can't, they are they haven't studied history, I, I can't and some, some, some people that are intelligent, I don't know if they're just afraid of offending someone. I don't know. Right.
0: Well, that too. But intelligence and knowledge are two different things. You can be very intelligent, but if you have the wrong facts, your intelligence is not doing anything for you. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a good, that's a good point. And, mm-hmm. and that is many of our people today. They are probably very, what we would use the word, intelligent in the Rothschild, Inc. system. But right. are, is this knowledge usable for them in this coming life? Uh, I bet they differ.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, let's continue. To mm-hmm. um, this day, the local Arabs still call the dolmens for "Kubur Ben Israel." Okay, that is the graves of the children of Israel. That's interesting that they refer to Israel.
0: Right, and the path, uh, the uh, path, path that the Israelites used across the Caucasus Mountains. Uh, I forget what the modern term is. But they, they still call it to the, the locals still call it the Pass of Israel. So the locals remember the days when the Israelites passed through 2,700 years ago and came into Europe. OK? And this is what we're tracing. We're tracing the path and in this case to Scandinavia, that the Israelites took to Europe and to Scandinavia. The, 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 the evidence is everywhere. And none of these people are Jews. They, they don't pra- these people don't practice Judaism. They practice Christianity, which is, is the true inheritor of the Old Testament. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and um, the other one is just uh, this Talmud is just uh, made up. It is just a uh, perversion of of the Mosaic laws because the not follow them. They pervert them and do every time everything that is opposite of it. And the only way why they would read our text is so they can 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 turn it upside down 180 degrees. Right.
0: Yeah. Now I've always thought of dolmens as being mounds, but we could have, uh, you know, because I think of the standing stones as, as monoliths and as, uh, you know, uh, obelisks and things like that. But uh, I think what we have here is uh, heaps of stones and individual standing stones. So either one, I guess, could be referred to as a dolmen. Back to you.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. There's, I guess is it's, what is it, national stones that have been written, ra- ra- right. written up. Yeah, exactly. and it wasn't the same also with our altars. They were always in national stones, so you didn't carve it out. We didn't do it any fancy. It was just a stone you put it on.
0: Right. So, so the altar uh, that Moses and Aaron had at Mount Sinai consisted of stones on, on the left or right uh, as um, resting stones, and then a flat stone on top. And that was their altar. It wasn't carved, it was natural stones.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh and that was also, I guess, one of the perversions that Alexander Great did. when they had their altars always were, I guess, very fancy. Right. And the same what we have today in the church as well, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, they do, especially in the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church, the fancier the better. Oh, yeah, but
1: that is is idol worship, so Mm -mm. (laughs) I would say, and also they lose false images.
0: Don't offend our listeners.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's why we're here, I guess.
0: That's right. We're here to offend everybody. There you go.
1: (laughs) Okay, sorry. There (laughs) are to be found other types of dolmens scattered in other places of the world besides Europe and the Middle East, but they are different and and scarce. The skulls and skeletons buried in the dolmens in North and Western Europe and in the Palestinian area are all of the people of the long-headed Nordic type. Very good. Yeah, that is Even also very good.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: The Israelites of the Bible had a time-honored costume of raising dolmens. When God did reveal himself to the patriarch Jacob and made the great promises unto Jacob, Jacob and his men raised a dolmen to um, commemor- uh, com- commemorate the covenant. Um, and this is from Genesis 31, 45 until 46. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, gather stones. And they took stones and made a an heap. And they did eat thereupon the heap. Yes, so here we see that they gathered stones, natural stones. It doesn't carve it out. It doesn't make it fancy. It is just natural stones.
0: Right. Yeah, and they were still uh, what we would call, well, vagabonds is probably not the right word, but they were still traveling from place to place and didn't have time to sit around carving stones, right? So that's why they just set up uh, natural stones, and then they moved on.
1: And then maybe my my um, uh, unnotchable, is this the stone that, that also then all the queens in England has been crowned under, this, this stone that Jacob took? Oh yeah. what's was this another other stone that has been carried around and also then ended up in in England
0: okay well, a dolman yeah I don't know if the that the stone of scone, as it is called the 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 stone that Jacob rested his head on uh when he slept uh whether it was left there as a dolman, no, I think they carried it around with them, yeah, the Israelites carried it around with them, and that's how it eventually wound up as the coronation stone for the kings and queens of Ireland, Scotland, and England. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, So here we have the Moffat translation uses the word um, cairn, where the King James uses uh, an heap. And this gives us more full pictures of what it was that Jacob and his men erected. This has not simply been small stones as the Bible tells that such such stone monuments should stand as a sign for many thousand years ahead. This must have been a very large dolmen and must have been made up of many rocks. Yes, Yes, this gives the more credibility, uh, what you said, that that Stonehenge could be one of those dolmens.
0: That's it, that's right. Yeah, and cairn is simply the uh, Gaelic slash Celtic word for it. And, uh, you know, it means a heap. But usually, now these days, since these heaps of stone have been uh, covered with dirt and grass, you know, when I hear the word cairn, that's what I think of. I hear a a monument or a heap or a mound better, the mound builders, because we have mounds here in America as well, built by the same people. Okay, the mound builders is uh, who they're referred to. And uh, my research here of the American mounds is that they were also built by Israelites who had come to America as long ago as 2000 B.C. Okay, so uh, the tradition, uh, Hebrew inscriptions abound here in America, especially in Tennessee, uh, New Mexico, Illinois, Michigan, etc. We have lots of places in America where these Hebrew inscriptions and mounds uh, are everywhere okay back to you
1: yes and what I when I hear the word heap it is sounds like for me uh, something that is um, I don't know it's just uh, small something smaller small though when I hear yeah. the word heap yeah a pile
0: a pile of stuff <laughs> a pile, yeah, of, a pile of stuff. yeah <laughs> right okay
1: yeah and then they in Sweden translation I have to look that up they use the word um, and and there to let's see och so jakob sade sina fränder samma tillop stenar och det tog stenar och gjorde ett röse och höll och mål till där på röset så det vart röse and that's so me like a, i don't know yeah röse that's something also can kind of heaps yeah it's just a, it's okay. and you can yeah i can also find the yeah that's the word you use here anyway and you on the other part there read.
0: yeah yeah so the, the different dialects and uh, the different languages of Israel can vary greatly. <laughs> okay, excellent. Let's, continue. All right, let's, okay. Let's, let's get on that heap <laughs> and pontificate. Please continue. So, yeah.
1: Yes. When the children of Israel under Joshua crossed the Jordan, whose water got divided, Joshua let the children of Israel gather 12 rocks, one for each of the 12 tribes, and Joshua tells the children of Israel the purpose of this. And those twelve stones, which they took out of Jordan, did Joshua pitch in um, Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then ye shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until... Ye were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, uh, which he dried up from before us, until we were gone over. That all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. Right. Joshua... So is this this stone that you were mentioning when they went, but this is the River Jordan not the Red Sea,
0: I guess. Right, yeah it says it, it refers back to the Red Sea, so Yahweh dried up the River Jordan just as he dried up the Red Sea so that the Israelites could pass over. And there was a third time that Yahweh did this for us it's when the Israelites crossed the, the Euphrates and went up through the pass of Israel in the Caucasus Mountains. Uh, The book of Maccabees, I'm pretty sure, uh, relates a very similar story, that uh, Yahweh held back the water so that the Israelites could cross over and proceed north through the Caucasus Mountains.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay? So Yahweh has done this for us three times, and here we are. But I think also it says 12 stones, one for each tribe of Israel, but there's also 12 months in the year. Could this have been uh, an early form of henge, calendar stones?
1: Yeah, like, a, like a calendar, or like also, I don't know. Yeah, yes, yeah. And then arrange them at some house. You can, uh, yes, yeah, so you can interpret times and, and times.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I they could, put, could have positioned them to uh, match the solstices and equinoxes and used it as a calendar.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, so you can You can see where you are and navigate yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it could have been. I know there has been in, in south of Sweden, you have some, I don't know what that's called, but it's also this raising of stone, but they are raised in a special manner, so they could be telling about like a calendar. I can look into that and see what that was. I know there are in, in, in the southernmost ends of Sweden, you have this one.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it's easy to set those up. I mean, if you set them up, uh, the north, south, east, and west are really easy to set up, okay, because it's solstices and equinoxes. And then you just divide equally for the other two in between, and you get your 12 stones telling you what month you're in. (laughs) It's really very simple, isn't it? oh and, yeah yeah it is
1: it is because you know where that uh that the sun will always rise in the east so you have yeah. the east there by the sun and then you have yeah the west as well and then then you have to find out north and south
0: yeah and so that's easy according to you know those four times a year very easy okay because uh the the sun will uh rise and set equally on the horizon uh, here in chicago uh I once had an experience of driving along Armitage Avenue, which is totally east and west directed, okay? And I saw the sun set directly on Armitage Avenue between the buildings on the autumn equinox. You know, so there, there's a calendar setting for you, right? <laughs> and that's all you really need to, to determine your calendar. You just Once you have those set, then the other months are easy to fill in, okay? So the Israelites could tell, just by looking at the stones and the shadows, uh, and the where the position of the sun is in the, between those stones or at those stones, what, what uh, month and how much time you have before you can plant? You know, because you you want to plant your wheat and barley uh, in the spring, and that's that's probably how the Israelites determined the you know when when to plant, because you know the, you can't go by the weather. Because the weather could be cold or warm in early spring. So th- that's probably how they determined when to plant. Back to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. that That's because we know a lot of our people are so knowledgeable. And we have known a lot of stuff, many knowledge way before the modern now. Because we believe now we are so modern. We know so much. Well, Yeah. But I believe we did have a much further and d- deep, deeper spiritual knowledge and a more connection to the, the spirit and to the and to that uh, during those times. That's why also we have all those marvelous work. You can look at all the buildings we have, everything we have done during before. But now it's just. Is look, architecture, everything is horrible. My, my, that's my, yeah. what I believe. I believe the older buildings are so much more beautiful. They have a soul and they have, because they were inspired and know that they, they were here for God. That that was, they had a purpose here. Everything yes. didn't um, go around money, t- you know, all this. It didn't, didn't, that wasn't important stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, the, the word Gilgal literally means circle of standing stones. Okay, that's what it literally means. And I'm trying to find out if that monument still exists. Okay, so I don't know if if that has been demolished or you know, those stones have been moved. Apparently, uh, they have not been located. But uh, you know, th- there must be some evidence of the, the existence of those stones. It has to be. All right, back to you.
1: So Gilgal, where he pitched it, that means the circle, the circle, circle of stone.
0: Circle of standing stones is the meaning of the word Gilgal.
1: Yeah, that sound, I mean, that to me also sounds like, as you said, uh, um, that is, yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, circle of stone. That could be in the, their first uh, calendar because now they when to enter into the promised land. Yes, you know the time. Okay. I'll
0: bet uh, you, by uh, what do you call it? Uh, using a, a satellite image, you could probably find a place where those that circle of stones existed. Okay. If yeah. You,
1: don't if don't, don't you think that the usual one has tried to hide that one? They know what it is. So they probably put a cloud oh, or yeah. something above it.
0: Right. Yeah. The the Jews, <laughs> Jews would want to uh, destroy that monument. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They but, believe uh, it
0: yeah, yeah. But there oh. is like a, a kind of uh, commemorative site in Palestine, whether it's the correct one, I'm not sure, okay so but they know where, Gil, where Gilgal is there's no doubt about that okay
1: yeah yeah right. they they have digged that up and then they buried it so we doesn't know could what be. it is
0: could be yeah, it they hide stuff for us right okay I'll see if I can it's... find out you know for next week.
1: Yes, okay. interesting, and I will look, yeah. see if I can find out this one you have in Sweden, you have the same one, if that's maybe the same stuff with 12 stones, it could be, mm-hmm. maybe I can do some search on the show. Um, so, now we have Snorre again, Snorre can tell us in the Ingasaga that the Norsemen themselves from early days had erected menhirs and memorial hills. after all, those men, yes, they did. And memorial hills is something you have very lots of in Gamla Uppsala. They are famous for that. And then menhirs, yes, I have them in, as I said, in southern Sweden. There are, and then also, as I said, in Denmark, they're one of the most, okay. where there are some most have what is said five thousand of them. You see, little Denmark. Denmark is small.
0: Yes. Okay. Doughty. That's another. I mean, I've heard the word. I don't use it very much doughty means and it's d o u g h t y doughty dowdy, mean brave and persistent doughty men
1: doughty men yeah yeah brave and persistent yeah that's what we should be
0: yeah. <laughs> no we're supposed to be meek and mild mannered and be a doormat for the jews <laughs>
1: No, that's um, I don't know who puts <laughs> that into into the into the minds of uh, uh, into the minds of of this, of, this, of every Nordic of the Nordic people or uh, in the Americans everywhere. Because yeah, yes. that's they know they need to because they probably have identified our weakness and then they took and then they attacked the weaknesses. That is, yes. I guess, that it also describes, I guess, in the in the art of war. They have studied that one, so they use those tactics. They identify the, the 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 weak points in us and then they attack it. Of course they do.
0: Yes, the COVID nineteen <laughs> has turned us all into doormats. Yeah, I mean, come on, you have you have big our people. Yeah. Yeah, and then
1: our people has been such. Look at what much we have done and how brave we have been and everything. And then now you're, they're afraid of getting sick of something that is that is so. I don't know. I get so. I don't know, about our people.
0: Yeah. Okay. I found it.
1: I think I found it. I didn't oh, have okay. to look for it. And oh. now I need to find. Ah, this I'm um, not That is okay. what is called Sweden. And can you uh, read read on a bit and then I can find out? Okay. So yeah. Then I can, uh, if yeah, you can yeah, have a confirmation, it's uh, the same uh, one here.
0: Yeah, okay, I'm just looking in the chat room. Uh, Nimble Horse has put a, a photograph of a dolmen, which is exactly what we described as the natural stone altar that the Israelites put up wherever they went. Uh, there's four standing stones from this photograph and a very flat table stone, okay, uh, standing on those four. It had to take a lot of doughty men <laughs> to put this up, right? And then there's also some kind of rock on top of the whole structure. Yeah, this was uh, uh, this was what the Israelites did wh- whenever they wandered around the world, okay? Around the ancient world, and to some extent uh, in America too, because they came to America way before anybody wants to admit, okay? And he says, Cairn is the Irish pronunciation of the Hebrew Q-R-N, and, of course, ancient Hebrew did not have vowels, so kern, meaning a horn, which a cairn resembles in appearance. Okay, so, a, but, you know, it, it could be a standing stone such as this uh, single stone. Uh, it could be a dolman here, as we pictured a four-legged table, or maybe it's a three-legged table uh, assembly. But it's always made of natural stone. And then uh, I think we could also count the calendar stones as dolmens as well but they're arranged in in a particular order and, and we found, just found out that the hebrew ger, word gilgal means exactly that okay and uh caucasian 78 says that the uh, tale of the drying up of the euphrates river is in second esdras thank you very much okay so uh you need me to pick up or are you back I'm
1: back. I'm sending okay. you an art, a, a little link to the okay. um, where you see this this monument. If you look on it, there you have a monument you have in Sweden it's called Alice um, Stenar. And it's, it consists of 59 stones that is placed in like an. If you look at the pictures at it, it looks like it has some kind of arrangement that is not coincidence that they've it in this time. Right. And they have. It is, and each stone is so supposed to weigh wait, wait, five tons. Yeah.
0: Five tons, huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's, it's like 67 meters long and 19 meters wide. So that is, uh, you have those stone settings all over Europe.
0: Yes, yeah, wherever they are. And there's a picture of two uh, humans, look like atomites, standing next to one of these stones. And uh, they're about the height of uh, maybe four to five feet, uh, but most of them are a little shorter than that. So who knows how big they are under the ground? So, wow, it's quite a monument here. I'll put the link in the chat room for people to look at. All right, please continue. Yeah,
1: yeah, let's continue then. Um, Okay, the Bible most assuredly tells that the Israelites in the Old Testament days erected dolmens. But, prophetically, the Old Testament also points ahead to the 10 tribes, who in their exile will erect dolmens and, and megalith as mark of their new territories. Yes, the dispersion. Here we have the dispersion. If anybody has a doubt who the dispersion are, right. or the bad translation, Gentiles, they are dispersions. <laughs> right. Uh, sorry. The context will shed light upon the ten tribes, but in itself the prophecy is this. Set thee up waymarks, make the high heaps, set thine heart towards the highway, even the way which thou wentest turn again. O virgin of Israel, turn again to these thy cities. And that is Jeremiah 31, 21. Yeah, here is, as this in our initial discussion, that it could be, what do you say, a waymark their way they took and the new territory they did take. So then we have, we know that they were in the Palestine and now they're up here. So further marks that the stones are crying out who they are. Yes. How can you it?
0: And they're crying loudly <laughs> that they are Israelite waymarks, thank you,
1: yes, they are Israelite waymarks, and it's only we that can do this. Come on, raise five tons stones
0: that's <laughs> right? that that's what I call
1: also some manual labor yeah.
0: It only takes two Israelite men to do that, right <laughs> we're we're dowdy <laughs> all right, I'll never forget okay. the meaning of that word, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's
1: continue. Um, this prophecy, I claim, is fulfilled in thousands of dolmens scattered across the Danish landscape. Amen. This was actually, yes, yes. Across, mm-hmm. all scattered across the Danish landscapes. Oh, it gives more further than that this was a new territory that the Danites did take, and also in the southern of Sweden, there they also were. Um, is it also the dolmens found, and I guess should be found in is it in Scotland and Ireland as well? I mean, yeah. now they're the all over Europe. They're all over Europe. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And they, I guess, could also mark market like a, a safe, like a point for the other one that they came and said, oh, here they have been. This is safe territory for us, mm-hmm. or something like this. Yeah. To show yeah, their J- way. Jesus slept
0: here. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can turn them into tourist attractions. Actually, they've done yeah. that wherever they could. Uh, Stonehenge is the world, one of the biggest uh, you know, tourist attractions on the planet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, in the who builds them? Probably yeah. the Danai. Oh,
0: are you Can you imagine two Jews trying to move <laughs> a stone like that? <laughs> the four-foot weaklings that they are? No way. All about all about doubting. Labor. Jews are not doughty.
1: <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. this was actually the belief of two of the great medieval rabbis when they wrote their commentaries to Jeremiah chapter thirty-one, and this is Don Isaac Ben. Yehu- Yehuda Arabanel from Spain 1437 uh-huh. to 1508 commented, well let's see how it twists now, how yeah. it twists it.
0: No, they have, once in a while they tell the truth when, when nobody's looking. <laughs> nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, right. but now we read it, so let's see what to say yeah. here. Uh, the prophet therefore spoke concerning the kingdom of Israel, set the up way marks, saying that when you go into exile, make signs by the routes and waymarks like piles of rocks or stone monuments so that you can set your heart to the route. And remember, in order that you may return in the way you went in, return to your city.
0: Okay, so they're landmarks or waymarks, or as we were referring to them today, dolmens. They can be mounds. They can be standing stones. They can be elaborate constructions of natural stones, but they are never made out of carved stone. Okay, because uh, because they're always set up by Israelites who are on the move, so they're not going to stick around and you know waste time carving stone. They, they just set up stone monuments that they can remember to, when they come back. This is the way we. This is the way we have to go. Yeah. And, and now, today, we're talking about these dolmens in the metaphorical usage. that we have to turn back to Yahweh, right? Because we, in order for us to turn back to Yahweh, we must remember who we are. And this is proof that Israel set up all these dolmens around Europe. Back to you.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. It is. We also had, uh, we had before, but those are more carved ones. They're called... Uh, milestones or milestones that is uh, to show the way marks how long you have to Stockholm, how long way you have gone okay. and so but they are more carved I would say they are more worked up but it's also stone it is yeah. that's what we had they so they could have been before that they could have been just raised stones but then they have turned in to be more monumental and been uh, right. yeah
0: well it's and, it's probably a a function of our israelite history that as time went on, we began to set up more carved stones. But uh, this would be evidence that the older the waymark is, the more unlikely that it is to be carved, right? So here in America, it's quite common to have standing stones at intersections, uh, labeling the names of the streets. Okay. Now more modern, you know, we put them high up on telephone poles or light poles. But the more ancient tradition in America is to have set up a stone at every corner with the name of the street. So, again, this is Israelite tradition.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And then we find those marks. I find those marks you have in Sweden as well, in all the Israelite nations. And I cannot believe how people can miss this. Yeah. It just is a mystery. It is just a mystery. Something that just came up. And then you right. point out the Bible and then get upset.
0: Yeah, I'll bet not a single one of those dolmens in in, in the world has been set up by a Jew. No, can't be. Okay.
1: And we also have up in, we can, now when you talk about stones, um, you have also uh, stones up in called Uppsala. Uh, That is where the kings before time were crowned. They were standing on those stones, and then they crowned the kings upon those stones.
0: Okay. Right? So it's an Israelite tradition, no doubt about it. Even though they forgot they were Israelites through the passage of time, these traditions, including the Christmas tree, (laughs) right? Jeremiah chapter 8, I believe, that uh, this was a Canaanite tradition. We carried our picked up Canaanite traditions along with us, as we might, and we talked about Odin. Uh, Odin certainly did that, right? Carried his Canaanite traditions with him. But they were Canaanite traditions, not Israelite traditions. But this is how we prove the migrations. Number one, we, we were expelled from Palestine by Yahweh because we had adopted all of these Canaanite practices. Okay, And this is Yahweh's means by which he separated us, the ten northern tribes, from the Edomites and the Canaanites. Thank you very much. And forced mm, us yeah. to go into Europe, back to you.
1: Yes, that's what we know. We try just yes, to dig up all those evidence of who we are and to to get the spirit going to our people to see who they are. And yes. all this interesting uh, old history that they, they find so interesting. And here we're giving more traces where it come from. And same, this stone I was telling about, they are called Mora Stenar. And that was where we crowned our kings, also an Israelite tradition. But they didn't know it by then, but they had that with them.
0: Yes. And so there's a little map here for those uh, who who aren't seeing the visuals that we're giving in the chat room. Uh, There's a map of dolmens, uh, the, uh, how should I put it, the frequency of dolmens around the world, but, but it's almost exclusively the Middle East. So you have Palestine with a whole bunch of dolmens. Then you have the northern face of Africa as it hits the Mediterranean. Lots of dolmens there. And then you, you really start seeing. I'm not sure if the Caucasus uh, shows any here. The authors might have missed that. But then you come up into Europe, the the coasts of Spain and the uh, France and Germany, uh, Ireland, Scotland. And I think you would call it, uh, oh, yeah, that's the um, Jutland, the Jutland Peninsula, full of dolmens. And of course, Jutland is Judah land. So, again, where our people settled, that's where you find the dolmens. Back to you.
1: Yeah, can also we see also you have some in in north in north uh, northern Africa? I guess is not that also where you have those ancient city that they formed after the yeah they that yeah. when they left Palestine. What was, was called What was, Ka- was the name on this uh, city that they did form in this places? I can't remember the name right now though, but okay. it wasn't an, an ancient Israelite city. Can you maybe? Well, I
0: mean, yeah, there was Alexandria. Alexandria was where many Judahites settled in Egypt, okay, but uh, the Israelites wandered across the southern fi- uh, southern uh, shores of the Mediterranean Sea as they migrated west, and, uh, you know, so there were a lot, they built a lot of cities, and the people who are today known as the Berbers are an Adamic, you know, they're white-skinned, blue-eyed, red-haired, blonde hair, etc., people who still live there, and they, they yeah, speak uh, a lang- their language, Berber is very similar to Celtic or Gaelic. Very similar. Okay?
1: Yeah, I, I thought about this. It, it, was, is it the name of it? Carthago? Carthago, something like that? Oh, Carthage,
0: that. Carthage, yes. Carthage, yes, yes, there it was. Yes. Okay,
1: yeah, okay, so very here good. we have some more. Um, I guess, French. Uh, David uh, Kimish from France had a previous written. Um, set yourself up waymarks, Jeremiah 31. This was directed to the community of Israel that in the generations when they would be exiled, they should set up waymarks such as piled up stones or stone monuments. The purposes of these monuments was to mark the path. Yeah, just a second confirmation, I guess, of that.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, by the way, uh, there's talk in the chat room about. Um Uh, Stock stock Trader Dan and I started our series on uh, From Genesis to Revelation. We did our first live show yesterday morning, but uh, Paul hasn't set up the archive uh, site for it yet. And so as soon as he does that, I will post that show and all future shows will be uh, listed in the archives. Uh, uh, When you go to eurofolkradio.com, you click on Show Downloads. And that will list all the archived shows that we've had set up over the years, okay? So uh, so that's gonna be a new category, Genesis to Revelation. And also, I'd like to announce that Rick Tyler is, going, is planning on doing a series every day of the week. It's gonna be a weekday, one-hour show. Uh, I imagine it's gonna be called the Rick Tyler Show. And, uh, you know, he'll be doing uh, probably... Uh, israelite history and politics current politics on most of those shows so I'm looking forward to that okay back to you mm-hmm. okay. okay
1: um let's then continue good that you get rick tyler i i've not listened to it but uh, his i guess also an identity and,
0: uh, yes pastor or... make america white again <laughs> all right that, that's, uh, his no, uh, yeah. that's his slogan that's his slogan yes yeah.
1: Now you sound racist, uh, Eli. How, can, <laughs> oh, how no, dare you?
0: Oh, not another racist, though. No.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's continue. Uh, okay. This was the verse, the prophecy I But in its context, the entire chapter which it is found will shed enormous light. matter.
0: The okay. All right. is- okay. You're, you've been fading in and out uh, just moments ago. Uh, please, where are you? I'm. Uh, uh, I'm a bit lost here. We You just quoted the, um, uh, Yehuda hmm. R. Babanel. David Kimchi. Oh, David I Kimchi. Think. Okay, you're at David, David Kimchi. Kim. Very good. Okay. Uh,
1: the okay. promise mentioned in this, is Jeremiah chapter 31, it speaks of a new covenant and are in themselves quoted in the New And the question is, my child coming in good to you.
0: Okay, all right, so you're still breaking up. Let me read this, uh, what you did, and hopefully it'll get back to normal when I'm done here. David Kimchi from France, 1157 to 1236, whether he's a Jew, I don't know, had previously written quote, Set yourself up waymarks, Jeremiah 31. This was directed to the community of Israel that in the generation when they would be exiled, they should set up waymarks such as piled up stones or stone monuments. The purpose of these monuments was to mark the paths, unquote. And that's quoted from Yair Yair Davidi, Ephraim, page 143, 2001. Yair Davidi is an Israeli Jew who teaches that the ten tribes still exists, and he documents that as well. Uh, But he also teaches that the Jews are Judah. So on, on that score, he's absolutely wrong. Back to you.
1: Yeah. Okay, now the sound is
0: better also, I guess. Okay, very good. Okay,
1: um, let's continue. It says, uh, on just every pulpit in Denmark, it is proclaimed that this new covenant is the covenant of Christ from um, Golgotha, which Christian confirms by the Holy Communion.
0: Okay, very good.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the entire chapter starts, at the same time, says the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel? and they shall be my people. Okay, and Jeremiah continues and says that this is the same people who in former times came out uh, of the wilderness in Sinai. These families of Israel shall dwell in the north country and at the coast of the earth, but shall return unto God as a great assembly. Young's literal translation.
0: Okay, now here the word return does not always mean return to Palestine. It means return to Yahweh and his law, okay? And we have to know who we are in order for us to do that. Back to you.
1: Yes, that's why we're doing these shows, to get back the yes. identity in our people, so Amen. they does not miss it. Because if they teach that that some other one are Judah, well, I guess that is, I guess, uh. you, our Messiah won't be happy with that. you no. calling me a Jew?
0: <laughs> right, that's Christian Zionism, so-called. Yeah. Scratch the word Christian. There's no such thing as Christian Zionism. It's Jewish Zionism.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, or a great congregations, the uh, New World Translation, a great congregations of the families of Israel would correspond to the people's people church, such as the Lutheran Danish Kirke uh, or the Church of England. Well, maybe those churches today are not really where our heavenly Father are dwelling because they are teaching blasphemous yeah. and they doesn't teach the truth. I doubt, unfortunately, that the Holy Spirit is within those walls. I don't know right. what what do you think,
0: Eli? Well, not not anymore. You know, the, the congregation is the correct word. Kirka is actually a word for circle. It actually means circle in most of the older European languages. And uh, that's where we get uh, the circle. Uh, Ku Klux Klan is a circle of pe- of people. They pronounce it differently. So, um, yeah, the Kirche was of the Israelite folk originally, but these churches, so called, are no longer purely Israelite. They have invited all races and uh, and uh, pagans and Jews. And Arabs, Muslims, and uh, Satanists, uh, and given them the pulpit in these latter days. So, uh, but they are not congregations of Israel anymore by any means. Back to you.
1: No, they don't teach the truth. So then, uh, yeah, the the Holy Spirit is gone. Maybe there are people in there that are of good heart and that will get out of there, but that's, that's, I guess, our (laughs) tips for them to get out of those churches because. that will—that's a sure way to find domination Yeah,
0: amen. I believe. Yeah. By the way, uh, Kukuk's Clan means circle of family. That's what that means. So probably okay. a lot of uh, these circled uh, monuments were used for religious cer- ceremonies by the Israelites, probably for hundreds of years.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay
1: uh let uh let's continue then um ephraim was both the tribe of ephraim itself which which should become a multitude of nations genesis 48:19 and which today is called the united kingdoms ephraim was also a generic term for the ten tribes as a well, whole as ephraim was the leader of the ten uh, next jeremiah speaks of ephraim being as um, situated in the isles afar off. Yeah. yeah, they shall come with weeping and with supplications. Will I lead them? I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble. For I am a father to father Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Here, the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him, as a shepherd d- doth his flock. And this is Jeremiah one, nine until 10. Yes, this is a reference to the to the British Isles, I, I presume.
0: Yes. Well, let me go back to uh, our discussion of Odin, which is a little uh, earlier in this document from two. This is Zechariah 8.13. Thus saith Yahweh of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Judahite, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. But above, and and then later in Zechariah 11.15.17, we're talking about ten men, which in context here, obviously, is the ten tribes, ten exiled tribes, not lost, exiled. And Yahweh said unto me, Take unto thee yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd, who uh, Michael Krag identifies as Odin. For lo, I will raise up a shepherd in the land which shall not visit those that be cut off, neither shall seek the young one, nor heal that is broken, nor feed that standeth still, but he shall eat the flesh of the fat and tear their claws in pieces. Woe to the idle shepherd that leaveth the flock. The sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arm shall be clean dried up and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. And we discovered that Odin had his right eye put out. (laughs) Okay? So the ten men of Zechariah are the ten exiled tribes. Back to you.
1: Yes, the dispersion, yes. they're not the Gentiles, so that Amen. that's a bad translation. It is. Yeah, and here also when we read, he that scattered Israel will gather them. So, our Heavenly Father had scattered Israel, he will also gather them together. That's mm-hmm. how I interpret
0: that. Yeah, yeah. And that does not mean back in Palestine. In fact, the prophecy that, that Prophet Samuel gave David said, uh, you, your people, your descendants will reassemble elsewhere not in Palestine, elsewhere. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and that elsewhere is in North America and yeah. in Europe.
0: Northern Europe, all of Europe, exactly. Okay.
1: Yes, that is where we resettled in these beautiful places that are so beautiful, but yeah. unfortunately we live under so much lies. We just, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no
0: continue. more beautiful place on the planet than Chicago, which means stinking onion. <laughs> Yeah, and, stinking and, onion. Yeah, you and, 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 and the muddy, the, the dirty Chicago River. Oh, God. Back to you.
1: Yeah. But stinking onion, is that a reference to that you ate very much onion?
0: That was the Indian name for the territory, stinking onion. It was a swamp. And maybe the, the stinking came from the swamp, but it could be onions. C- certain onions don't smell, especially a rotten onion. <laughs> That's a pretty stinky, pretty stinky thing. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> okay, both the church fathers and rabbis have identified these isles afar off as the British Isles. And Grundtvig saw them as the Isles of the Danes, which I will discuss later. The shepherd who tends his sheep is, of course, Jesus, and good shepherd from the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Yeah, that yeah, mm-hmm. that he of course is Jesus Christ the one to gather. He is the only one that can gather us.
0: Right. Yes. And when Yahshua spoke to the Pharisees, you you do not hear my words. My sheep hear my voice and follow me. Direct you know, challenge to the Jews to follow him, which they will never do. Back to you.
1: No. So they can't they can't be Israelite at all because they doesn't follow him. That's so right. That's further proof of it, and and you get thrown in jail if you try to preach Christianity in in, in Israel today. Amen. So they can't be of Israel, not at all. No one, not,
0: not at all. They do not follow him. Never have, never will.
1: No. So that is for that's more proof of of that. Yes. Okay. Next is the mass slaughter of Israelitish infants committed by Herod, in his in his attempt to murder the tender Christ. Yeah Jeremiah 31:15 fulfilled in Matthew 2:18. Look here when they try to to try God try to try his prophecies that's why why they read the text to try to come on offset his plan. We never succeed. Same this time again when you try with this I don't know covid nonsense I hate to use the word you will fail because yeah. you are a you are a failure. You are a, you are a loser, always a loser is Satan and Lucifer and his kids. They always lose. Yeah. They think they are so intelligent.
0: Yeah. yeah. Israel will flee from phantoms. <laughs> right? A non-existent, non-existent phantoms. That's what we're doing, folks. COVID-19. Yeah, my, um, Amazing.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't flee from
0: ghosts. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 I challenge them, <laughs> whether they're real or not. <laughs>
1: yeah, but okay. this time they are not yeah. real. This is yeah, just no, a joke. It's just a hoax.
0: Fo- yeah, the hoax time. We're living in hoax time. Yep.
1: No, yeah. They started up well this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Then Ephraim, the ten tribes, acknowledge that his um, chastan- chast- chastening by God has been
0: chastening,
1: just. Yeah. Yes. Verse eighteen, chastising. I think it is.
0: Yeah. Well, chastening. Uh, Chastening.
1: Chastening, yeah. 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 Um, and the next words that are used by Ephraim are that his exile led me to repent. That's verse 19, Moffat. The first thing John the Baptist, Christ himself, and all the apostles proclaimed was, Repent ye. Yes. Yeah, then of course you know that, that this, this exile, the dispersion of Israelites, that would make them to repent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, It is in this context that the prophecy is mentioned that while all this takes place, the ten tribes in their exile could be identified by um, cairns and dolmens. Very Uh, good. Cairns and dolmens. Let's continue. So, in the following verses, it is expressly in the land of Judah that they shall use the speech that God will bring them back from captivity. That's Jeremiah 31:23 until 24. That's New International version. The following verse, for I have um, satiated the weary soul, and I have re- replenished every sorrowful soul. That's Jeremiah 31:25. And Lord Jesus fulfills the gospel of Matthew 11:28 by letting it be a prophecy of himself.
0: Yeah, now it's interesting, I have replenished every sorrowful soul, which means those Israelites who are dismayed at our condition, our degenerate and uh, uh, reprobate condition. And he, will, But it doesn't say he will replenish the non-sorrowful soul. I mean, if, if you're not upset by the state that, uh, that the world of Israel is in today, then you don't know who you are, and you don't know that the law still applies and that uh, we are sorrowful because so many Israelites fail to observe his laws and his ways. Back to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ex- yeah if you don't feel this world to live here is, is basically yeah. hell. They have created it to hell. Yeah. And if you don't feel that, if you believe, oh, this is a good this world, this is a yeah. utopia with Agenda 2030 and, and socialism and communism this is good, well, then something is wrong with you. You have been brainwashed.
0: Amen. Jutopia. That's pronounced mm-hmm. Jutopia. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but it,
1: as you said, it's a utopia. Because right. It's what happen.
0: The J is silent. <laughs> All right, back to you.
1: Yeah. Now, and only now, comes the widely famous verses about the new and better covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. So this is Jeremiah 31-33. Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. All through I was an husband unto them, said the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts, and write it in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people.
0: That happened at the Feast of Pentecost, 33 AD.
1: Yes, it did. And write in their hearts. That is, yeah, we have the laws in our hearts. We know what is right and wrong by that. That is yes, if you listen to the spirit because I guess a lot of our people have missed that. You listen to the spirit. They only walk in the flesh. What feels good all the time But it doesn't listen to the spirit and when it's upset, when it's uproaring I that's yeah, that makes it easier to follow the spirit. You know, when it's uproar, don't do it because yeah. the, the uproar will cease them.
0: That's right. That's right. It doesn't say that my people will obey my law from this point on. It just it just says they. I will write their my law on their inward parts and write it in their hearts. It's still up to them uh, because they have free will to do or die. <laughs> right? So you either do the law or you die. That's the way it works. Yeah, but
1: yeah, the only free shows shows you have there, I guess, is to being a slave to the satanic uh, oh, Luciferian system or a slave to your Messiah Jesus Christ. Shows today who you want to follow. Right? So for me, it's easy to show who to follow.
0: Yeah. And you will have a much happier life if you follow as a servant of Yahshua rather than a slave to mammon. And boy, is there a lot of slavery to mammon going on in the world today. Man, it's loaded with it. 99% of the world's population is totally enslaved by the Rothschild banking system. No doubt about it.
1: Yeah, they are. So maybe using the word "slave" to your Messiah Jesus Christ, maybe not the proper word, but still, yeah, you have to. That's your what you chose between: to being yeah. a disciple of Jesus Christ or being a slave. That's yes. what you will be under right the right. system.
0: That is correct. Yep. Yeah, most of, uh, instances of the word I forget the word what the word is in Hebrew, translated as "slave," is incorrect. It's usually "servant." It usually means servant or indentured servant, you know, those Israelites who had committed a crime and then had to indentured themselves to pay off the uh, debt they owed to the person they victimized, okay? That is often translated as slave. That is not correct. An indentured servant is not a chattel slave forever. He, he will be set free when the debt is paid or will be set free at the Jubilee, Okay. So there's a big difference between servant and slave. And the King James Version and many other translations retain the word slave. And uh, so that makes Christians falsely believe that slavery is uh, you know, acknowledged by or approved of by Scripture. No, it's indentured servitude. The big difference between the two.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. let's continue then. Uh, the promise about the New Covenant is quoted in the Epistle to the Hebrews in the New Testament, taken straight from Jeremiah chapter 31. Yeah, Epistle to the Hebrews was okay, to the Israelites. Right. <laughs> As the name tells you, they are the ancient Hebrews. The Israelites are the ancient Hebrews.
0: Uh, no, it's the Epistle to the Gentiles. <laughs> right? Yeah, the, the, the dispersions. <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. it's, yeah. It's, it's, substituting the word Gentile with dispersion is good. It, it's almost always the correct translation, yeah.
1: Yeah, it makes it easier. Otherwise, yeah. Gentiles, then they're locking yeah. everybody into that one. That's right. That's, and that is not what we're doing here.
0: Linguistic yet. trickery, yeah.
1: Yes, right. it is. So, it could not be more em- emphatic that the new covenant was with the house of Israel, the ten tribes, and the house of Judah the two tribes, with the important difference between the house of Israel and the house of Judah, being that only the house of Israel should have the new covenant written on their hearts, meaning being magnetically attracted to this new covenant. Well, that doesn't sound correct. Didn't no. the Judahites also get it?
0: Yeah, yeah right. Now, maybe, because he's probably thinking of Judah as Jews. <laughs> right? He still makes that equation. No, the uh, all twelve tribes. Uh, that That prophecy includes the house of Judah and the house of Israel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but uh, the house of Israel the ten tribes were the only ones that were divorced ok so let me just re- repeat the first part of the statement behold the days come saith Yahweh that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah alright clearly with both houses back to you
1: yes both so yes. They've written it on both our hearts not, that's uh, right ok
2: yeah.
1: the former chairman of in remission, Christian um, Bartholdy describes these promises as the most wonderful promises in the entire Bible, and that they expressly were directed to the ten tribes. In the large Bible commentary of the 1950s, collected by some uh, of that of that time's great Danish theologians, Pastor Bartholdy wrote that these promises Onto the ten tribes never have been fulfilled because you believe that the ten tribes had vanished and were gone for good. No, uh-huh. they're not. Right, they're forgotten. Their identity.
0: That's what the Jews also teach that the ten tribes vanished or inter, interbred with other races and disappeared that way.
1: Yeah, that's what they would like to have happen, but sorry, didn't happen. No, we're, we're here. here.
0: We're back. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and we're dowdy. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yes. let's go. Uh,
1: and this people, uh, the Lord, has love with an internal love. How is my voice now? Because I get an echo now.
0: Uh, I'm hearing you fine.
1: Okay, good. Uh, but they never did return. They disappeared, became absorbed in the na- neighboring peoples. It was only the two tribes, people of Judah and Benjamin, who returned after the fall of Babylon in 538. And this is from the Danske Bibelverk for Menigheden. Uh, and I, I won't read that yeah, Danish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay, so good. here they believe that we have disappeared. They, they teach lies. I don't know, they teach uh, falsehood.
0: Yeah, well, but it's because they follow the Jews, because that's what the Jews teach, that the ten lost tribes are totally lost and never to be found again. That's not what the Bible says.
1: No, they, they, no. the only thing they lost is maybe their is their identity. Yes. That's what they have lost. Yeah, exactly. And we tried to put some living living yeah. waters there by, by telling them that.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they and, need to take a shower <laughs> in, in living water. That's what they need.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. They, have, they have been down in hell all too oh, long. And yeah. that water has been evaporated from them. Yes, right. Um, Bartholdi believes that the sins... Ephraim, the Ten Tribes, has disappeared forever. The new covenant on the Ten Tribes had been a sort of spiritually transformed to the believing Christians. Yeah, here you have the the spiritual Israelites. That's right. That's light comes from.
0: Yeah, that's where it oh, comes from.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, if only Barthold had seen that when he preached the things at the meetings in Indre missions he was looking directly at it <laughs> they found 10 right. yeah. Israel.
0: you have eyes, but you cannot see yeah man, that's, that's a... unfortunate That's that I mean
1: many of the I guess also the uh, the priests in, nor- in the in in the say mainstream churches they yeah, they have been taught this this line because yeah, who controls the church today is Ro link, and they doesn't want you to know the truth, they want yes. to make it for everybody.
0: If you are a Caucasian and you look in the mirror, you see an Israelite.
1: Yes, that's, that's what simple? we want to say, and yeah. you show blood in your face because that is yeah. what is what is Adam means, and exactly. that all the, all the thing that stems everything started up. The one central part in the Bible is Genesis three fifteen.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we have about 15 minutes left. I think we can, well, we can certainly go into the next heading, the Semitic origin of the runes. Okay, and the runes are the Nordic script. Primarily yes, Nordic they, are. Script. they
1: are. They are found on stones here up in, in Sweden called runes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, runstenar. So that's where they are written, those runes. And yes. yeah that's I forget also why yeah we like them our people of course and then also that why some of the mainstream calls them oh they're hateful
0: right now of course the pagans who you talk about the runes all the time they don't understand that they are of semitic origin and he proves it right here please go this is a, this is great stuff
1: yes the runes, one of our Nordic gems, was a Semitic uh, character system from the Middle East. This was shown by the linguistic in Semitic language Dr. Phil Schell often from Oslo, in Norway. Outside of central Europe and the north, the runic writing has of today been found in two ancient oriental main cultures. Namely, the former Troy civilization in Asia Minor, at the Dar, da, Dardanelles, and in the ancient high cultures.
0: Okay, now here, let me just comment real quick, because Troy was founded by Zara Judah, and so were the Dardanelles. So was Rome, so was Britain, so was Ireland, yeah. uh, Zara Judah, okay? This clearly, Hebrew, back to you.
1: Yes, and it wasn't also uh, the Dar- uh, Dardanelles also formed, was it also with um, Danites, Detroit? Yeah, well, yeah, you Dan? see
0: the name of Dan in the middle of Dardanelle.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, was, that, was yeah. too,
1: too, that was too close for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. It's, it's uh, bookended by, by other uh, symbols so you, you missed it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This is good stuff.
1: Yeah, and in ancient high culture in the area of Syria, and Palestine, all of which were more or less homogeneous. Very good. Mm -hmm. And this he did write in Runer i kulturhistorisk sammanhang. You
0: you have to to understand, this is a very uh, courageous statement by a linguist because at this point in time the whole academic world and the whole Judeo-Christian world falsely taught that Jews were the only Semites. Okay, and, and of course that can't be true because uh, the Shemitic people descended from Shem. Okay, and since so Abraham was a Shemite, and the uh, children of Ishmael were therefore Shemites, the Indo-Aryans were therefore Shemites, and of course uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Israelites were Shemites. All these people, it was a great number of people, all spoke Semitic language. okay. And all these were Aryan in appearance, which he's going to get to in a later section, but we won't have time for that today. Yeah, so please continue.
1: Yes, when the runes first appear in Troy and in the palestine area, the runes are already a fully developed character system, which to begin with was meant to express an Eastern ancient language. Hebrew. It should be emphasized yes. that the runes from the Middle East are identical with the older rune character in the north and in central okay. Europe. All
0: you pagans, pay attention. Pay attention. Yes. Okay. Please in continue.
1: regard to the origin of the runes, they have such striking similarities with Semitic. Sh- Character that the runes cannot be derived from the Latin alphabet, but rather from Semitic. Amen. This was the conclusion of Jörgen um, Krönbange, Odense University.
0: Yeah, now given that there is actually, I mean, this is just scratching the surface, the evidence that uh, all of these, so, um, uh, Agam, Nordic runes, Celtic, Gaelic, etc., et even German and English, our origin, the, uh, the character, the alphabetic figures that we use are all derived from Hebrew. Every single one. Every single one. In fact, Aleph Bet, the first two letters of the Hebrew alphabet, put them together, it means alphabet. Okay? That's where we get these words from because our language is a Semitic language, and the Jews borrowed this language from us because they were pagan uh, Canaanites, in the days we're talking about here and of course we had to converse with these people, they had a very similar language but they got it from us not vice versa. Okay, back to you.
1: Yeah, and then, then perverted by using Yiddish.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: okay, there are available such historical accounts which render um, probable larger uh, Im- immigration into Denmark approximately the year Seven, no, no, zero, by culture people from the Black Sea area, okay. as well as of culture plants of near-oriental origin. Um, near-oriental origin, Some there must be the dispersion, but coming from different places, maybe right. Black Sea area, could that, yeah, this yeah. is the dispersion that comes.
0: Yeah, exactly. It came to, you know, because our people, you know, when they cross the Caucasus Mountains, they basically crossed the, on the east side of the black sea but many settled all around the black sea and the sea i think it's the sea of aral if i'm not mistaken to the, to the east of the black sea on the other side of the caucasus mountains that's where the scythians settled they were also israelites okay but they took a more easterly than northerly route than the people we're talking about now but they were all mm-hmm. israelites okay back to you
1: yes The runes and the Old Norse may have arrived here with this people. I find it both interesting and almost symbolic that the ray, our national grain for daily bread, seems to have followed the same route as the runes in my uh, hypothesis,
0: Very interesting, yeah.
1: From the Near Orient to Southern Russia and Middle Europe, where it made a longer halt. Only to reach us here, in the older Roman age.
0: Okay, and wherever the Israelite people went, they brought agriculture with them. This cannot be said of Jews. Absolutely not. All right? Back to you. Yes.
1: Yeah. so this is also by Jörgen, and his runers uh, herkoms och from uh, um, Sällskap for Nordisk Fiologi. Um, Okay, written 1996 until 1997.
0: By the way, it says the year zero. Uh, I forget, was this the uh, time of Odin? Or did Odin come a little earlier? Didn't he come a bit...
1: Uh, yeah, he was a bit earlier, wasn't he? But I, I think, think that could be because I have read also that Odin did bring this text with him. That was something he brought. So I okay. believe that could be... I believe the time of Odin, or one of the Odin, who it could oh, be, right, but right, I yes, believe it's time of Odin. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Yes. Um, okay, here we have also something from uh, in Blekinges äldsta runskrifter, yttringar av nordvästsemitisk fruktbarhetskult. K- um, Karlskrona, Sweden, 1998. Okay. And the, the Blekingeska runors hemligheter. Uh, Karlskrona, Sweden, 2001. Början Svensson did reveal the close connection between many rune inscriptions and Old Hebrew and the Old Norse and Semitic languages. Uh, Svensson demonstrated how many rune inscriptions give a new and astonishing meaning when they are read from the right to the left. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Yes. in Hebrew. As in Hebrew. Now, one of the interesting things, the word gale is laeg spelled backwards. Now, remember that the Hebrew was written right to left, and then there was a new script, oh, a uh, bustrophedron, which was employed by both Hebrew writers and Greek writers. In other words, instead of writing right to left, they went down one line, wrote left to right. Went down another line, wrote right to left, back back and forth. That's booster feedron, and uh, you can see many new words would uh, have developed from this process. Okay, so the word gale is actually lag, and I forget what the word lag means in Hebrew, but it's obviously one of these words that was uh, you know, created by uh, writing from left to right. Back to you. Okay, and not
1: left to right, as in the north.
0: Yeah, no. But virtually all languages today are written left to right. Uh, I think Hebrew is the only exception—the way the Jews do it. Okay, they never got the memo <laughs> to to change the direction. Back to you. Yes.
1: This Sven had already concluded Scandinaviska den urinvånare from in regard monument, uh, province of Scotland, Southern Sweden, of special interest in, uh, in Sanson transcription. Uh, Short go
0: from Southern Jutland, yeah, that was correct. That was Jutland. Okay, let me. Okay, you were breaking up for that, so let me read that uh, for everybody again in case they missed it. Uh, in uh, Blekingis. <laughs> I'm butchering that, of course. Orion Svensson did reveal the close connection between many rune inscriptions and Old Hebrew. You were still coming through round and clear when you read that, but then you started to break up. And the Old Norse and Semitic languages. Svensson demonstrates how many rune inscriptions give a new and astonishing meaning when they are read from left to right and uh, the right to left, as in Hebrew. And not from the left to right as in the Norse languages. So I think this change was actually created by the Greeks, and Greek is Hebrew. Greek is based on Hebrew folks. This Sven Nilsson of Scania had actually already concluded in Skandinavska, Norden Ur Invernera from 1862 in regard to the Kivik monument in the province of Scania, southern Sweden. Of special interest to Danes is Svensson's transcriptions, mis- uh, mis- type here, of the runes in the short golden horn from southern Jutland. Okay, so the Kivik monument. Michael, are you familiar with that Kivik mon- monument?
1: No, not when I, I have a look up what that Kivik monument could be. But that's probably something with runes, something in regard. I can have a look what that could be.
0: Sky well southern Sweden is where your most of your cities and towns are correct. that's where uh U- Uppsala and uh, you know your bigger cities are in the south because it gets so cold when you get up north like, you hardly have civilization so uh so Scania are you uh, familiar with the province of Scania?
1: Skåne, yeah, that's the most southern part of um, of um, okay. of Sweden. I'm not so close there. I'm more to uh, in the middle. was we'll oh, Stockholm okay. and Uppsala is more in the middle. Stockholm, okay. All yeah, right, oh, so. I see what it is. It's kind of a uh, yeah, it's runes and it's like a yeah, it's uh, yeah, a lot of runes. It seems to be rune, uh, raised stones with inscriptions.
0: Okay. So dolmens with inscriptions, very good.
1: Yes. Okay. That's why I would say. This. Key, uh, so the Kiviks King's Grave. So it's it's graves. Sounds like it. Okay. Okay. Should we continue then?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're almost done with this section, and we're about three minutes before the end of the, of the show.
1: Yes. So Svensson restored the runes from Goldenhorn in the Hebrew Aramaic, meaning, and translated it into modern
0: Swedish. Outstanding. Wow. That's. That's fascinating. I'd love to see that stone. (laughs) Okay.
1: So quite a number of people have, by the way, noted the similarity between the golden horns and the Old Testament shufar horns, which Uh were used by the Israelites, for
0: instance, at the temple
1: of King Solomon.
0: All right, very good. So so that finishes today's show, and we are um, uh, finishing the section called the semitic origin of the runes by the way here in america just south of albuquerque new mexico is the ten commandments stone which are inscribed in paleo hebrew they were discovered in the mid or late 1800s before any linguist knew that there was such a thing as paleo hebrew okay So that is an original monument of Israelites inscribing the Ten Commandments on a rock near Albuquerque, New Mexico. It is a state park now in New Mexico, but you still have to get permission to see the site because many people have gone in and tried to deface it because it's proof that our ancestors were here in America uh, at least 3,000 years ago, okay? So... All right, Michael, thanks. This is a great, uh, we need to get in touch with Michael Krog, <laughs> And, and uh, you know, maybe have him uh, come on with us. And uh, if, if he's still alive, I believe he still is. Okay. So we need to get in touch with him because this is excellent, excellent research. I mean, wow. You know, and only, and only a Swede or Dane can come up with this kind of stuff. You know, I would not be able to do research in any of these languages. Right. I could do research in German. But not in Swedish, Danish, you know, uh, Norwegian, etc. Okay, or Dutch, for that matter. <laughs> all right. Okay, Michael. Thank you. Praise Yahweh, and see, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for joining you, and blessings to you all. Amen, brothers and sisters. Stay tuned later on for Voice of Christian Israel. Yahweh bless all of you. Amen.